community sports fans. Welcome to another episode of The Detailing Mind. I'm your host, Jason. So tonight on the bench warmer, I thought it'd be a good idea to run through some of my predictions for who will be going to the playoffs for Major League Rugby. Um, we have reached the week 11 point in the regular season. And the way that Major League Rugby does their scheduling, there are 18 weeks in total, and uh, 16 games are played, which means you get two bye weeks. So, kind of keep that in mind. We're 11 weeks in, and some teams have played 10 games, other teams have played 11. Um, I don't think there's any teams as of right now that have played 9 um, but that's kind of where we're at. So that, that kind of keep that in mind for uh, how they do their uh, their regular season. A little bit different from more sports, but I think it might be the uh, industry standard, if you will, when it comes to rugby on the uh, international rules and regulations that govern the board for rugby. Um, also to keep in mind too, for those of you who are new to rugby, and more particularly Rugby Union, because that's what I'm talking about here is Rugby Union. There are two variations to rugby. There's Rugby Union and Rugby League. Um, When it comes to Rugby League, I know that there are a couple of leagues in the United States right now, and I'm not sure if they've suspended the league or what the deal is. Uh, So I'm going to have to go and double-check on that. They should be doing something coming up here in the next couple months if they do have a regular season, but uh, that is something I'm going to have to check on. Rules are a little bit different between Rugby League and Rugby Union. I'm only familiar with Rugby Union because that's what I used to play. So, as for right now, I'm going to stick with Rugby Union and then dabble a little bit with the dark arts that is Rugby League down the road. So, stay tuned for that. Um, So, kind of keep that in mind. Another tidbit of information that is helpful as well is when you hear me talk about tries that is rugby's version of touchdowns so in american football or gridiron football i should say whether it's college canadian or american football um when you score a touchdown you get six points and then you kick a one point conversion or you can go for two points to get a total of eight for that touchdown in the sport of rugby or at least in rugby union a try once again their version of a touchdown is worth five points and then you kick a two-point conversion kick but it's a little bit different than in gridiron football because in gridiron football you put the ball back between the hash marks uh, closest to the hash marks that are roughly in the center of the field so it kind of gives you a more direct on kick However, in rugby, when you score a try, you actually have to, in a controlled manner, put the ball down in the end zone or the try zone. Now, where you put the ball down is where you have to march it back parallel to the sideline and kick the the, the extra two-point try kick, conversion kick. So, if you put the ball down right in the corner then you have to march it back like a, you know if you touch down like let's say a foot away from the uh, the, the sideline uh, boundary 
then you march it back a foot away from the sideline all the way out to an angle to where you think that you're going to be able to kick it in. So there's kind of an incentive in, in the sport of rugby to touch the ball down in the center of the tri-zone area. Now, when it comes to rugby, their uprights are still at the front of the tri-zone, kind of like how gridiron football used to be until they moved it into the back of the tri-zone. So um, keep, kind of keep that in mind too, but basically what I'm trying to get at is it's harder to kick the, uh, the point conversion at the end because of how you have to place the ball down in the tri-zone will kind of dictate where you are able to kick it from. So if you do in the center of the tri-zone, you have a direct straight-on kick. If you're out towards the boundaries on the sides of the sidelines, then you have a much greater angle that you have to kick it at, which means your likelihood of kicking it in might go down, depending on who's kicking. So that's kind of like a rough breakdown a little bit of some of the uh, concepts behind rugby union. Um, and how they pertain to Major League Rugby. So before I get off on too much of a tangent trying to describe all the rules, or at least the ones that I can remember since it's been quite some time that I, since I've played, um, kind of keep that in mind when I talk about tries. They're really just touchdowns, but different points values for a try versus a touchdown. Once again... 16 games are played over a span of 18 weeks, or rounds, if you will. Uh, Two bye weeks. And the point system is different, too. So, in Major League Rugby, if you get a win, you get four points. If you draw or you tie, it's two points. And obviously, if you lose, zero points. However... Bonus points are issued out when it comes to the losing team. If the losing team can manage to keep the game close and lose by seven points or less, you get a bonus point for keeping it close. Uh, Likewise, I think this only applies to the winning team, but I could be wrong. Maybe it does also apply to the losing team as well. But if one team can score four tries in the game, they get a bonus point. So basically, you're looking at a minimum of 20 points via uh, tries or touchdowns under the assumption that none of the uh, kick conversions are actually good. So there's kind of that uh, incentive as well. So there's an incentive to keep the game close if you are on the losing side of the ball and there's also incentive on the offensive side to score as many points as you can because you get bonus points which help you help you out in the standings so kind of keep that in mind they, they do it a little bit differently than in football which I think there's a lot of things that uh, gridiron football can readopt from rugby union to make the game a little bit more interesting because let's be honest gridiron football especially American football is basically the offspring of um, rugby union and a little bit of rugby league too so that's kind of how it all kind of boils down you got association football or soccer is the first generation if you will 
rugby football and its two variations, rugby league and rugby union, are the second generations of football. American football is a third generation along with, I think there's like Aussie rules football. That's also a third, uh, third generation. And then you also have the, uh, Canadian football variation of gridiron, which is kind of more of a fourth generation as well. And then obviously you got like arena football that can, I guess, be considered a fourth generation as well because it's a variation of regular gridiron football. So that's kind of the, 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 the quick breakdown of the history of football in general. Um, so kind of keep that in mind too when, when I'm talking about uh, rugby union, just kind of the, the brief history of it. If you want to really look into it, I'm sure you can find a whole bunch of interesting uh, YouTube videos or articles online that discuss rugby union and its ties to uh, association football as well as American gridiron football. So uh, getting back to the uh, task at hand here. So a little bit about the Major League Rugby League, if you will. Um, There are currently right now 12 teams, two conferences. So obviously six teams per conference. The newest team for came into the league this year, and that's the Chicago Hounds, which is the team that I'm cheering for, being from the Chicago area, or presently living in the Chicago area. I'm originally from Michigan, so kind of uh, being uh, um, semi-controversial here, cheering for a Chicago team, being from Michigan. But uh, you know, when it comes to rugby, I'm just glad to see that uh, Chicago is getting has a team now in Major League Rugby. And it sounds like for the 2024 season, next year, there will be a new team in Miami. And possibly maybe even a 14th team coming into uh, the Western Conference as well. Uh, There is still talks of trying to get the LA team back because uh, before this present season, the 2023 season, there was actually a team in Austin, Texas and in LA. Both of them were disqualified and basically kind of uh, um, put on a a, a temporary ban for some of their uh, behaviors last season. Uh, Cooking the books and, uh, you know, illegal contracts, that type of thing from what I remember reading. So uh, maybe we'll get one of those teams back. Maybe the the LA team will come back after they restructure and uh, reorganize how they decide to do business within Major League Rugby. Um, once again, I'm not completely up to the uh, uh, understanding of what fully happened in that situation. I just know that both teams have been suspended, and uh, the question is whether or not they'll come back next season, or if, if one of them will come back, or neither of them will come back. So, uh, I was going to go through and spend some time talking about each team as well, since there are 12 teams, with Chicago being the newest one, but I think I'll kind of pass on that for now. Um, I, you'll get a, an idea of who they are once I go through the, the standings and my predictions for the playoffs. But that's kind of where we're at right now. Um, six teams per conference, two conference, total of 12 teams. Once again, 16 games are played. We are now 11 weeks in out of a total of 18 weeks with two buys. So... The week 11 finished up, I want to say it was uh, May 1st, a couple days ago. So I wanted to wait until those games were all completed so I could go through the standings right now. 
but before I go through the standings, here's a little bit about how they do the uh, playoffs. As of right now, three teams will make the playoffs from each conference. And the first round is the quote-unquote eliminator round, and that is where the second seed team in the conference will play the third seed team. The winner will go on and play the number one seed team in the conference for the conference finals. And then the winner of those games will go on and face each other for the finals for the championship for the Major League Rugby uh, for that particular season. So as of right now, with 11 weeks under the belt of some of these uh, teams, right now we've got in the Western Conference the San Diego Legion with 45 points, the number one seed. Number two seed is the Seattle Seawolves with 39 points. The Houston Sabercats are in third with 36 points. The Utah Warriors are in fourth position with 28 points. The Dallas Jackals are in the fifth seed with nine points. And unfortunately, my Chicago Hounds are in last place with eight points. I think they'll have one win so that's four points right there. And then I think they got another four points for that uh, seven points or less that they lost by in four other matches. So they're pretty close. You know, they are pretty close uh, in some of their matchups. It's just they just can't get the W, you know, except for that one game. And I think it was against the Jackals, too. I can't remember who they played and won. Um, but they aren't uh, – they don't – they're, they're not getting the big goose egg. Uh, they're not going to go 0-16, uh, hopefully, like the Lions did a, a few years back in American Iron football. They got one win, and I'm happy for them because it's their first first year in the league. So that's the West. Over in the Eastern Conference, we got the uh, New England Free Jacks out of Boston, the number one seed with 38 points. And... The number two seed, we got Nola Gold. That's N-O-L-A for New Orleans, Louisiana. Nola Gold, they are number two seed with 26 points. The third seed team as of right now, Old Glory DC out of Washington, DC, 25 points. The New York Iron Workers are in the fourth seed with 23 points. Rugby Atlanta, 20 points in fifth position. And in the last position is the Toronto Arrows with only eight points. So you can kind of see the breakdown of the league just by running through those standings. Obviously, there's tons of room to grow because uh, a lot of the cities are still without rugby teams. LA is being a big, big one that comes to mind. As I mentioned, Miami's getting a team for the 2024 season another really big city here in the united states so um there's definitely tons of room for for growth in major league rugby as hinted at by the uh, teams that we're seeing right now show up so here are my predictions once the regular season comes to a completion down the road here in a couple weeks um when it comes to the western conference i do think that the Houston Sabercats will move up from the third seed to the second seed, and the Seattle Seawolves will get bumped down to the third seed. 
So there'll be just that one quick switcheroo. Uh, there is six points that divide San Diego from Seattle presently, so they're only like a game and a half or a game and one draw away from uh, San Diego Legion. But San Diego seems to be on a pretty good uh, um, tear-up of both conferences right now. They're, they're doing a pretty good job. Uh, I forgot to mention, too, that uh, in the 16 games... Uh, they play their in-conference rivals twice, so that's a total of five teams, so ten games, and then they play the opposite conference teams once, and that gives you the, the last six games. So that's kind of the breakdown of it. Um, I kind of went through some of these teams' uh, remaining schedules, and right now San Diego, of the three teams between San Diego, Seattle, and Houston, San Diego has the uh, the easiest schedule between those three teams, which means they should theoretically be able to uh, get more wins and, and remain in the number one seed. Um, when it comes to Seattle and Houston, the reason why I am predicting both teams to kind of switch around in their spots is because Houston has a little bit easier of a schedule. Um, I think of the remaining six games that each team has, I think... Uh, Houston has three games that are against teams that are, you know, on the lower end of, of the uh, the tables, whereas Seattle, they only have like two games. So they're, they're you know, they got a little bit tougher of a, of a schedule left over, but, you know, we'll see how it goes. So that's kind of my, my breakdown of the West. I think that Houston's going to get the number two seed. And then Seattle will drop to the number three seed, and they'll still face each other in the eliminator round for the Western Conference. But I'm going to pick the uh, Seattle Seawolves as the winners of that eliminator round to go on and face the San Diego Legion. Looking at the East, I am actually predicting a little bit more of a shakeup going on. As I mentioned earlier, Currently, it's New England in the first seed, New Orleans in the second, and Old Glory DC in the third seed. I think by the end of the season, DC will move up to the second seed, and then the New York Ironworkers will also move up, pushing out Nola Gold into the fourth seed and securing their, their spot in the eliminator round. And I'm going to go with the number three seed again. In this matchup, I'm going to pick the New York Ironworkers over top of uh, Old Glory DC. And that will take us to the conference championships. So in the West, I'm looking at the San Diego Legion versus the Seattle Seawolves. And just a quick tidbit of information when it comes to... um, history of the league the Seattle Seawolves are the most successful team as of right now in Major League Rugby having two championships under their belt already and uh, I think they will be unable to defeat the San Diego Legion in the conference championships San Diego I think will come away with a pretty sound uh, win maybe by 10 points or so And that would take them to the championship game. 
And in the East, once again, the number one New England Free Jacks versus the number three New York Ironworkers. Classic Boston versus New York City matchup. But in this round, I'm going to go with the number three seed. I'm going to pick the New York Ironworkers. And that brings me to my final prediction for Major League Rugby. Number one, San Diego Legion versus the number three, New York Ironworkers. And I'm going to go with the New York Ironworkers on this one. This will be, if they do get this win in this championship, it'll be their second championship, which means they will tie Seattle Seawolves for having the most championships in the league. And it will also be the New York Ironworkers back-to-back championship, given that they won it last year in 2022. So there you have it, folks. That's my predictions for Major League Rugby. Uh, For the rest of the season, who's going to get in the top three positions that will qualify them for their conference playoffs. And there you have it. New York Ironworkers will, I predict, win a back-to-back championship for Major League Rugby and then tie the uh, league record for who has the uh, most championships in the league. So thanks for tuning in to the Bench Warmer. I hope you enjoyed uh, this brief sports update and prediction as to uh, what I think is going to happen in Major League Rugby now that they look like they are about uh, two-thirds of the way done with their season. So uh, we'll see how it goes. The uh, nice thing that I forgot to mention, too, is that Major League Rugby is planning on playing their championship game right here in Chicago at the uh, Chicago Hounds Stadium as kind of a tip of the hat to Chicago for their first year in the league. And I think it's also going to be done so that uh, they can kind of raise some of the... uh, Excitement and uh, investment, if you will, in rugby here in the Windy City. Um, if I recall correctly, I do think that Chicago has a pretty decent uh, history when it comes to rugby. They've always seemed to have a pretty legitimate team in any kind of minor league or pro rugby league um, that's developed in the past, even in the present here. So. I'm kind of hoping that uh, Chicago is able to build around the um, attention that uh, Major League Rugby has given them this year, hopefully be able to build the team and uh, be able to expand rugby in the region. And who knows, you know, maybe we'll be able to see uh, teams uh, nearby kind of crop up, you know, Milwaukee, they're always a pretty uh, solid sports city, maybe nearby Minneapolis can get a team. You know, uh, St. Louis is right nearby as well. They could probably field a team, especially since St. Louis is looking for a new NFL team since they lost the Rams. Um, What better way to uh, rebound from losing the Rams and getting a Major League Rugby team that could uh, be a pretty solid investment? I mean, they're already expanding to Major League Soccer with uh, a new St. Louis team, so why not, uh, you know... Why not double down and, and get a, a team in Major League, Major League Rugby as well? So, uh, tons of expansion. I really hope that they're able to build Major League Rugby and start building a hierarchy below it. Um, 
this kind of brings me into my gridiron football uh, theme that I keep talking about doing, where I would kind of like to see uh, a tier system, kind of like what association soccer or association football has over in Europe when it comes to tiers of uh, um, or levels of leagues that play here in the United States. We are a very huge country in terms of geography and, and cities and populations. So why not develop a tiered system for rugby or even gridiron football here, just like what's going on with association football over in Europe. So uh, we'll see how it goes. You know, I'm, I'm pretty excited about Major League Rugby. I'm hoping that uh, Rugby Union can continue to, to grow and rebound. Uh, the sevens variation, keep in mind Rugby Union plays 15 people full. They also have uh, smaller versions, 10-man and 7-man. Seven-man rugby, rugby union, has made it back into the Olympics as a summer sport. So hopefully they can continue to expand it, maybe bring in 10s and 15-man rugby, the full-band rugby, not only in the Olympics, but across the country, you know. Um, Have seven-man or 10-man be variations for smaller cities like Toledo or, you know, maybe Green Bay, something to that effect. You know, I think there's tons of room to grow for rugby in the United States. And since Major League Rugby has a team in Toronto, it would be cool if they put a team in Mexico City and have three countries all kind of binding together to uh, really grow rugby union here in North America. So um, with that being said, without getting on too much of a tangent yet again, I'd like to thank everybody for tuning in to the bench warmer and hopefully this episode will kind of spark your uh, um, interest in rugby. It's the fastest growing sport I'm going to say in the United States. And hopefully it's something that will catch everybody's ear, catch everybody's eye, and uh, we can start making uh, rugby a household name, just like we've made baseball, basketball, football, soccer, hockey, all these other sports that uh, we have here. So thanks for tuning in. I'll talk to you again next time.